sweat. Oh, oh, oh. dropped tailbone first into the hardest part of the ring. Well, that's all steel reinforcement out there, Tom. Alana's still got to find a way to get Jacks through the table. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present this podcast to you in all its glory. They are the bearded wonders, the twin sons from different mothers. He is Blake. He is Sal. And together they are the Blake and Sal Show. And if you're not okay with that, I have two words for you. Blake and Sal Show, episode number 361. I'm your host, Blake. It is my 15th wedding anniversary today, so this is going to be a shorter show than normal. So maybe all right, co-host, first of all, the biggest show on podcasting, the SmackDown Hacker. Sal, how you doing? I am the SmackDown Hacker, contrary to what everyone believes, and I am also the Wall Street Hacker, which is why GameStop is no longer at $400 a share. <laughs> <laughs> this joke will make a lot more sense on Instagram. So go to Instagram. That joke will make a lot more sense. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> this joke will make a lot more sense on Instagram. All right. And our other guy <laughs> laughing at us right now. The man, the myth, the legend, Mark. Dad, how you doing? <laughs> hey, I bought 400 shares of WWE stock. And you know what? You know it's what? a fire sale. That's going to go up probably that um, when Peacock goes up. So that's probably go higher. <laughs> yeah, more than likely. All right. Well, real fast, opening song. This is um, You Loose in the News. Um, stuck with you. The dedication to Mandy, who this is one of our like songs from the last like five years that we use for each other now. So I had to open with this one. It, it is our 15th anniversary as we're recording this. This is, this, is go, this is going up the day after. But if I swear, if there wasn't a takeover this weekend, we would not be recording today. Let's <laughs> just be honest. We would not be doing a show today. All right. So songs about to wear off. So let's actually get started, Sal, right away. 
Let's do it. Help support the show and find all the platforms you can find the show and other products we work on, like the Fire the Mighty Ducks returning in April at the at the uh, Yes, and you can buy our shirts, stickers, hoodies, uh, snow removal thingies, and more from our T Public store. <laughs> Uh, click on the T Public link on our site or go to T Public and search the Blake and Sal Show. And also, you can go to belowthecollar.com and search the show and get shirts there. That was rather specific. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> do we have the Super Bowl crying towels? No, we do not. Not all items actually. The what? The crying towel, apparently. Super Bowl crying towel. <laughs> <laughs> what, about the, what about the throwable uh, trophies? <laughs> Wait, only if they're indestructible. Aye, aye. All right, let's get let's go to break. We'll come back. We'll get right into things. You know, I realize they always use the Fox NFL on Fox thing for this. I don't know why. Um, you do. Yeah, I don't know why. I like it better than the CBS one. I really do. Anyway, the Super Bowl happened this past weekend, and boy, was it boring. Um, <laughs> boy, <laughs> um, it wasn't even just because of, it wasn't um, because of who won. It's because of the score. It, this game was boring. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers won 31 to nine over the Chiefs. I cannot believe they held Mahomes to nine points. I still cannot Sad. believe that happened. And I love Romo trying to apologize for Mahomes because of his bad toe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the other thing is the Chiefs beat themselves with all the penalties they've had. Uh-huh. I agree. The turnovers, so... No, no, I agree, hundred percent. It is what it is. Yeah, the game sucked. Brady won. He got another. He got another ring. Nobody cares. Let's <laughs> just let's just be honest. Here. Nobody cares. Is he gonna put it through his nose now? I don't know. Well, you remember he had, the whole thing is is the seventh ring. He has ten fingers, so we can go from there. It's it's not like like there's always that joke with like um. Remember when Jordan got his sixth ring? It's like, now I have two hands. That's exactly the yeah. same thing. There you <laughs> same go. Thing, you know, <laughs> now I have two hands. <coughs> well, whatever. Um, so apparently, though, this game was the least watched game since 2007. <laughs> um, and isn't it sad that that's like 96 million and it's the lowest <laughs> well here's the thing 96 million 96.4 million that includes the online people that includes people watching streams and watching online the number on cbs was 91.6 um that was hey, so good it leads to me two questions one do people not like watching cbs and prefer watching games on Fox? No, I think it's the game. And two, and two, was it the commentators? No, I don't think it no, had it was because it's Tom Brady. I think it was. This game was over by halftime. This game was okay. over, and everybody knew it. And unless you were hoping for a Chiefs comeback, this game was over at halftime. So, 
by the time we were done with the halftime show, we're like, okay, I'm done now. I'll see the commercials online. That's pretty much what happened here. Like, it's exactly what happened. Like, oh, um, with, yeah, without a doubt. And by the way, the not only were the numbers down, the rating was so low that they had to go back to Super Bowl three to find a rating so low in the eighteen to forty nine demographic. Wow. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable to me. <laughs> so, that's crazy. Um, speaking of which, we hit the halftime show. I know we're we're kind of is this, this halftime show is very divisive and very in the middle opinions. So I'm curious how this is going to go. I did. I I was bored. I kind of got bored <laughs> with the weekend. By the middle of it, I kind of got bored, and I wish I was drinking during when he was doing that weird like maze thing. And then blinding lights came on. And oh yeah, I did. Um, Dad, what did you think of the weekend? Meh. Okay. I I didn't think that it was um that great of a performance. Uh, I, I I maybe it's because um so used to something like Gaga coming and repelling down a rope in the middle of the field. Things that were more how do you say uh shall we? Oh, songs that had a, a kick and an edge to them where, you know, everyone knows the words. But uh, yeah, it was me. Sal, you're more into modern music than I am. So, like, a lot of the and Mandy even recognized most of the songs. I was a little confused. I was a little lost. Um, your thoughts? Um, I I enjoyed it for what it was worth. Um. You know, in, in, in the COVID era, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that are weird. And I'm sure that if, if life was normal right now, that performance probably would have been a little bit different. Um, you know, so I'm sure that, you know, it, it the whole COVID thing really hindered what he was able to do. Um, but I, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it for what it was worth. Um, you know, he, he played, a, obviously, a melody of... of his greatest hits, which ironically there was a greatest hits album that had just come out a I few days that, prior, which I didn't even know. I wonder if that was on um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but the whole the whole thing has been just like, you know, I know we discussed it via text. You know, this whole performance and everything like that has just, just been, you know, it, 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 it's been like a, a year in the making, you know, ever since the album came out, he's been telling a story about this, this you know, quote unquote character, I guess you want to say, um, and it just, it led all the way up into the Super Bowl performance and it, you know, watching it in real time, you know, I, you know, you know, you wouldn't really normally think about that kind of a thing, but, you know, somebody has sat there and actually analyzed it and, um, you know, and, and it makes sense. And then, you know, when you look back at when the album came out last year, uh, with his face all bloodied on the album cover, and then going into the music videos and then going into, um, you know, the story of, you know, he's not good enough. So he needs to change who he is to make everybody happy. So he gets this plastic surgery uh, to make his face pretty. And then the surgery doesn't go as planned and it's botched. And he's got these bandages on his face, which was um, during award season last year. Um, and then the music videos, obviously. And then a couple of months ago, he removed the bandages and he had this really weird, like, alien 
thing going on with his face. And people really legitimately thought that he had like a really bad botched plastic surgery because it looked that real, but obviously it was prosthetics and stuff like that. Um, and he did that for a couple of months and then coming out at the Super Bowl looking normal. And the story that somebody had pieced together online was basically, you know, for 10, 11 months, he's been telling the story of, you know, he's, he's, not, a, he's not attractive enough. He's not Hollywood enough. He's not whatever. You know, you need to change how you look. You need to make people like you. And then you go ahead to extremes to make people like you and you step out of your boundaries and it doesn't work out and it makes you worse. But at the end of the day, just being yourself and being who you are and who you were born is enough for people. And, and, and you know, and it, and it shows in his story that, you know, playing the ultimate performance, which is the Super Bowl, which, you know, any musical artist will tell you is probably going to be like one of the things that they would love to do and, and at the, you know, to, to heighten their career, um, you know, and then just having it all end at the Super Bowl with him looking normal and basically saying, you know, no matter what you look like, no matter who you are, no matter what you are, you can reach heights being yourself. I I feel like you deta- that was a very more detailed storyline than most wrestling storylines. Like wow, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was more detailed and and made more sense than most wrestling storylines nowadays. <laughs> um, well, there you yeah. go. Very nice. Um, commercials. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I I was kind of paying attention. Oh God, Dad, God. Do you think that he tried too hard to make the show? Uh, meet his expectations? I don't know. Good question. Good question. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so, but I, you know, like I said, I, I, I think that in COVID era, you know, things have been restricted, so I have a feeling that it probably would have been a little bit more over the top if it wasn't what it, you know, if, if we're not going what we're going through now. It kind of felt like he was channeling the best of Super Bowl performances from the past at times where it's like here's a little bit of prince here's a little bit of michael jackson here's a little bit of like this and that and this and that but and then he does the big production at the end with the song everybody through everybody knows on the field with all the dancers like it felt like he was piecing together a best of of all the best performances into one show doesn't feel like to me yeah it's not a bad thing though i'm just saying that that was my opinion watching it so if that's what he did, more credit to him. I mean, more credit to him, especially because I heard he put his own money in to put it together. So, like, all right, we move on. Commercials. Honestly, for me, I wasn't. I was only half paying attention to some of these, but I know, like, my personal favorites were like the Wayne's World one because I did not see that one coming. I personally enjoyed like Aston Kutcher and Mia Kunis and Shaggy singing it wasn't me talking about chips which made me laugh not gonna lie um and i did really enjoy the um, leslie odom jr sesame street commercial because that was really really cool so um sal yeah um you know i i miss the days where the super bowl commercials were like one of the highlights i agree and every commercial like knocked it out of the park and every commercial was hysterical and everyone was talking about it the next day i miss those days and they haven't really done that in a while um as far as this year 
Yeah, there was only two that really stuck out that I really enjoyed, and that was the, the it wasn't me the commercial, and the uh, that Matthew McConaughey uh, Doritos 3D oh, commercial. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Oh, and I always forgot there was one commercial that held all the celebrities when they're doing yard work, and like. <laughs> It, the fun part about that, you could tell that was a COVID-made commercial because no one was in the same place. Like nobody yeah. was. <laughs> for me. Like you could tell they were not in the same place at the same time. <laughs> and it was very funny. So that back to you. The Wayne World's commercial was great. Yeah, it was right. Wayne World. Yeah. yeah, that was that was cute. I like that. Um what's the other one? The M M&M commercial. And, oh yeah, uh, that was funny too. Yeah, uh, and the Verizon commercial with uh, the people from The Voice and Gwen Stefani and Luke. Oh Ryan. yeah, I forgot about that one. I forgot about the one with Luke Shelton. That was very funny too. That was very, very funny. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Well, Mandy made a point. The, 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 the one that Samuel Jackson did. And uh, Verizon, another commercial with Samuel Jackson. Yeah, well, Mandy made a point that like a lot of the best commercials were like married couples are just having fun. <laughs> I noticed that as we were watching it. So, all right, wings and nacho. Jeez. All right, let's move on. Let's get out of Super Bowl talk. Well, football talk in general. We'll get out of here. Um, let's move on. Did somebody call for the Easter boy Rick Flair to come on here and say a thing or two? Under the sea, under the sea. Oh, what a rush! Oh, what a rush! Oh, what a Listen, because, 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 I am Lance Catamaran. <laughs> that was for you, Sal. That was for you. Uh, real fast. You should, you should take out the Lance Catamaran and put, and because I, my I, I will be editing that. I didn't even edit it in yet, but I have the separate clip. I have the separate audio clip. <laughs> Air it out. Um, anyway, there's no transition here. There is zero transition here. Um, we did lose a legend this past week, and I'll let Dad talk about it for a minute before we move on. Uh, Butch Reed passed away at the age of 66. Complication from two heart attacks, and also sounds like he had COVID. So wow, Jeez. that is a terrible combination. Um, Dad, take it away, Butch Reed. 66, still too young. Uh, starting in the Mid-South era, he was known as Hacksaw Butchreed, then Natural Butchreed, where he dyed his hair blonde, uh, and then came over to the Crocker promotion, WCW, where he teamed with Ron Simmons and formed a team called Doom that were at first managed by Kevin Sullivan, then later changed manager to Woman, which was Nancy Benoit. Um, or Nancy Sullivan at the time. Yep. Uh, and uh, Doom was a powerful tag team. He and Ron Simmons did some damage and won some belts and kicked some ass. Uh, he will be surely missed. Um, 
and uh, I believe uh, he was known also a little bit as a stiff worker, but an all-around nice guy, so he's going to be missed in the wrestling community. Very cool. Um, let's move on to something that happened at the end of last week's Dynamite um, and kind of shocked the, shocked the internet. No one, no one turned this one coming. So end of Dynamite, for those who missed it, I still have not finished watching this week's Dynamite. I'll be finishing it when we're done doing this, so I have not watched the main event of Dynamite yet. But the, um, the, all of a sudden at the end of the show, a masked man gets into the ring and attacks John Moxley. And everyone's like, who is this masked man? Who is helping Kenny Omega? It is Kenta, the number one contender for John Moxley's IWGP United States Championship, which they are now recognizing on Dynamite Television. <laughs> what is happening? I couldn't believe it. I wore pop this week on Dynamite when he broke out the belt on TV during a promo. I'm like, what is happening? I cannot believe what's going on. So now AEW and New Japan are working together. Sal's freaking out. I'll throw it to you first. Oh my God. So excited. Um, you know, who else are they going to work with? I mean, we got, we got impact, uh, tag champs on there. We got, uh, uh, NWA, NWA. uh, the women's title on there. We, we got now Kenta from, uh, Japan, from new Japan. Like who else are we going to work with? Oh, they also work with AAA. But because Omega uh-huh. is the mega champion and Pentagon and Phoenix are on loan pretty much. Like, <laughs> so like, it's crazy. It is so nuts. Um, Dad, your thoughts? Um, it's another feather to the cap in uh, for AEW to basically keep the wrestling organizations like communication and talent going because of a COVID situation. And if you can bring talent from other organizations, that's basically going to make your organization better then so be it. I mean, I, I think that's what Tony Khan is trying to do. And I think Tony Khan is also basically showing that, you know, Hey, I can work with your organization. You can work with my answer. Win, win you get exposure. I get, get exposure. Good for business. Well, What's interesting for me is everyone's going nuts about New Japan, New Japan, New Japan. Relax a little bit, evil, because the Japanese wrestlers can't come over yet. They can't. They mm-hmm. if they leave, then they're in a two week quarantine. And they go back. So <laughs> keep it yep. kind of relaxed a little. It's gonna take a bit, but I think what's gonna be interesting if they decide to bring people over from at least New Japan strong, who are in LA, and bring them mm-hmm. over, like Kenta, he's, right. he's based in Florida. So, like, why can't you do that? That would be interesting and fun. But also, well, yeah. I, want to make a note. I want to make one note. I hope, I hope that they don't bring too many people over because there's already way too much going on on Dynamite as it is. And there's not enough television time to fill everything they're doing. So that's the only issue I'm seeing. Yeah, Dad. You know, I, I look at it this way, is that if the organizations can help each other out, and get exposure for their talent, then great. I mean, if it's just an all a big gimmick, then I think the fans are going to be very disappointed. Um, but with, with Kenta, though, I think, like you're saying, that you have the LA Dojo for New Japan. Mm-hmm. There were the Young Lions. So you may see some Lions. of the younger talent pop in and out. 
not even young uh, lions. They have actual like full out like the the, the God is based out of LA. Right. And, like people like that. I'm talking about like right. so, actual I mean, names. But you got some of the young lions there, I and mean, you want to showcase them. And here, yeah, I know. You know, like they have real they have right. names that are working in New Japan in LA. Right. Yeah. Right. So let's see how long this relationship with other organizations last. I mean, if it's going to last past the COVID situation, then great. If it's yeah. only going to last through the COVID I think, situation, I think, I think this is my personal opinion. Because me and Sal okay. were discussing this last week when you weren't here. A mm-hmm. AW, they went for Battle of the Battle of the Belts. That is the name of a show. They went and got a copyright for, and now they're working with New Japan, and NWA, and Impact, and everybody else. I would not be shocked if post maybe end of summer, maybe not not not, not the Labor Day weekend because they don't want to change all out. But maybe end of the year instead of mm. doing full gear. And you have crowds, you do battle of the belts. I could totally see them doing that. You know? Yeah. What do you think, Sal? It would be exciting. Um, and you know, think of it this way. If if you know this this show that they're you know copywriting or whatever winds up being what you described, and it's just you know, a, just a super mega show of all these different promotions, I mean. Like all in was. Like all in was. Yeah. Like, how cool would that be? I mean, ah. when was the last time we saw anything close to that? I think all in might have been the other only time we've seen anything <laughs> like that. All in. So, like, and that was so, a one of a kind show. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So, let, let, let's go and put the uh, what if question in there. Go for it. What if a talent from AEW? from another organization does that mean they go to that organization or your line continues through AEW I don't know that's a good question that's a very good question I'm curious how this is going to go uh, by the way I mean, this is not on the red sheet but I just remembered this Saturday is that impact show where private party is getting their title shot that's oh, this yeah. Saturday night so that's I'm just going to throw that out there people who have impact plus that is I'm going to be on impact plus this weekend so obviously we'll talk about that next week. I don't. I'm not going to watch it, obviously, but I, because it's not a pay per view, it's an Impact Plus show. So like, it's one of those you have to have Impact Plus to watch it. So that's a whole different thing. I could probably do a free trial and watch it, but I just don't feel like it. <laughs> I'm not really. I'm not going to feel like it. It's not worth it without a crowd for me. It's really it's not worth it. <laughs> so, all right. Speaking of which, let's move on. We have a takeover this weekend. Hey, we That was Bring Me the Horizon with Youngblood and Obey, which is the takeover theme for NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day. Which I don't like the title, but it's what we have. Um, me and Mandy. Missed opportunity. Watch, it, it really is. We, we, we said St. Valentine's Day match classic. I have a weird feeling that was supposed to be the title, 
but then everything happened at the Capitol and they didn't want to do that. I have a feeling that's what happened. Not, not going to lie. I have a weird feeling. Um, otherwise, why else would you do a show on Valentine's Day if you're not going to name it something like that? Like, honestly. <laughs> but um, anyway, me and Mandy were talking last night watching NXT and we said this card feels like one of those old school takeovers where every single match could like steal the show. Like, this is going to be a great takeover. Um, there's only five matches and in about two and a half hour window, this should be a great show. Um, let's talk about them. We have the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classics. We have two Tag Team um, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classics going on with the women. And we have the men's. Both finals are happening on Sunday. The winners of each of these get Tag Team title shots. Obviously, the men will face the, the NXT, but the women will face the WWE tag team, Women Tag Team Champions. So that's important. We'll start with the women. We have Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Amber Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. This is an interesting matchup. Sal, what do you think? Um, I, mm, I'm i going to go with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's probably the more logical one to do. <laughs> yeah, this is a tough one. Amber Moon and – the thing with Amber Moon and Shotzi – it reminds me of a lot of the first Dusty Men's where it was Finn Balor and Joe. That's what they remind me a lot of. So it would not shock me at all if they did Amber Moon and Shotzi and then do a do a match between Amber Moon and Shotzi versus Shayna and Shayna and Nia. Mm-hmm. That would not shock me at all. But again, they could do Dakota and Raquel and then put the belts on Naomi and Lana. So I don't know. I, I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, but I, I'm going Moon and Shotzi. Amber Moon and Shotzi. Dad, what do you think? Um, I'm gonna go with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, but but uh, with with a caveat that somewhere in the near future, Raquel breaks away from Dakota Kai and she goes after Io Shirai for the women's title. I'm not gonna lie; I'm very surprised that they have them go to the final because I thought Raquel was in line for a title shot. I really did. I thought that they were doing and they decided not to do that right now. Maybe. But the thing is, I, and I said to Mandy last night, there's no maybe a weekend takeover this year for me to say, yeah, they're saving it for that because there is no maybe we can take over because of the two day WrestleMania. So I don't, I don't know what the plan is yet. Um, over the men's side. We have MSK, Nash Carter and Wesley versus the grizzled young veterans, James Drake and Zach Gibson, who, by the way, were in the finals last year and lost. So that's intriguing. By the way, grizzled young veterans did beat Ciampa and Thatcher in a big upset that I did not expect. So I I really thought Ciampa and Thatcher were going to win this whole thing, but they did not. So here we go. We have the upstarts versus the team that's been around. Dad, I'll start with you. What are you thinking here? Huh. Um, I think I gotta go with the young upstarts, MSK, mm-hmm. only because they're getting a great push, and I don't see that push stopping. Fair enough. Sal, what do you think? Yeah, I, I I feel like it's pretty obvious ever since MSK was announced that they were probably gonna win. So, uh, yeah. Um, I'll go with MSK, and I just don't know if they're gonna put the belt on them right away because they would be yeah, I don't think off. so. Uh, they'd be facing um, Lorcan and Birch 
So I don't know. It's an interesting call. It's, it's an interesting move. I like this matchup because I don't I like the I like the Dusty Classic this year because I honestly don't know which way they're going and what they're thinking. You know what I mean? I really like that this year. Or in the past, it's been very predictable. Or this year, I don't have a clue where they're going. So I'm gonna go MSK as well, but it wouldn't shock me if they went G they went GYV as well. All right, we have three title matches. We have the NXT Women's Championship. And this match, by the way, if you if you did not watch NXT last night, NXT this week was a fantastic go-home show. A fantastic go-home show. And they played three different videos setting up this match. Each person got promo time, got a video package for them. It was a fantastic setup for this. I am so excited. It is Io Shirai taking on Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez in a triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship. These three women do not like each other, and this is going to be fun. Sal, what do you think? Um, I don't know. This is a hard one. There's another hard one. Um, there's a part of me that wants to think that Tony Storm is going to win, okay. uh, and then there's a, the other part of me that thinks that Io Shirai is going to retain. Um, so... I don't know. I think just for the hell of it, I'm 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 gonna go with Tony Storm winning. Fair enough. Dad, what do you think? Well I, I'm 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 going this way. I, I don't believe that Yushirai is going to walk up the belt. Okay. But I I'm thinking that you put the belt on Mercedes Martinez. Ooh, okay. And um see what she can do with it. Sure. And um I see her challenging Tony and possibly uh, maybe Umber Moon for a title shot. Interesting. Interesting. I like that. Um, I mean, we're all going to have different winners here because I'm going to go EO. Um, it, it, I want to say something. I, I, I've been complaining on here for months about Asuka's promo style. I, I don't, I, I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick of her dancing all the time. I'm sick of her them making, having issues with her speaking Japanese. <laughs> I'm having a lot of issues. And here's my here's the thing, NXT, Io Shirai, did an entire video promo in Japanese, and we got a close cap. We had subtitles for it, and it was one of the best promos of the night. Like it was one of the best promos of the entire evening because she talked in her language, and we got to read what she was saying, and it was fantastic. So, and also she made a point: she's not scared of triple threat matches because she won one to win the belt. So I'm like, that's a good point. <laughs> Very valid point. So I'm going to go with Io Shirai. But I like the fact we all pick differently here. I actually like that. It's, it's, it's that kind of match. Mm-hmm. Um, NXT, North American Championship match. It is Johnny Gargano with probably Austin Theory, who is, by the way, I want to make a note, The Way, the, the, the group known as The Way, is turning into my guilty pleasure on NXT. I love that group. They are, mm-hmm. they are so entertaining and such morons. Austin Theory might be one of the dumbest people on the show, but he makes me laugh every week. <laughs> but um, Danny Gargano, who was faking an injury this week, trying to get out of this match, and William Regal. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, now the, the, oh, the right arm. Yeah, Sal. So here's what happened. Danny Gargano. Well, that's it, Jennifer Gargano Kushida. That's what Danny Gargano versus Kushida. Um, Johnny Gargano has, for the last three weeks, tried to get out of this match mm-hmm. to the point where he threatened Mackenzie's. Mackenzie, the announcer, the um, the um, the, the backstage interviewer, threatened her job for just saying Kashida's name, and it, it became a big thing the last few weeks. So last week, Kashida attacked Johnny, and 
hit him in the hit him in the left arm. Well, Austin Theory put out a video on 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 um on social media saying that Johnny's hurt. He can't wrestle on sat on Sunday. He comes to the ring. The way comes to the ring. Johnny's in a wheelchair. He's got a, a sling on his arm. They carry him into the ring. Like it was so over the top. Or his legs broken too? No, but it, because it was so over the top, and to the point where he's like, "Turn me toward the screen. Turn me to the screen." It was so over the top. I would laugh if I asked. I'm watching it. So, um, Regal comes out and says, "The doctor clued you yesterday." What are you talking about? <laughs> I just cleared you. Like, you think I go to your quack doctor? I went to my own. And he put an x-ray up on the screen of a broken arm. Well, then Regal turns around, looks at the screen. He says, I know this is not a real x-ray. And Johnny's like, what do you mean it's not a real x-ray? Because that says right, and you did, and your left arm is hurting. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. It gets better. Oh, yeah. And then he goes and says, Of course it is. The R stands for real. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the really? other thing. Regal asks him, So, what large bone in your arm? What's the name of the bone? <laughs> Couldn't even give it. But well, my favorite part was when Barrett on commentary, he pulled out this ridiculously long diagnosis of a legit arm injury. <laughs> I completely lost it. I was like, what are we doing? This is oh, wait, it was even better. I think it was Barrett that asked um, Beth Phoenix, where did you learn your anatomy? And she goes, from the school of Gorilla Monsoon. Yes! <laughs> she did say that. She did say that. I up. Anyway. That all leads us to what? Oh, oh no! And my favorite part of this whole thing, we're talking in the ring. The way's in the ring. Regal's on the ramp. They were doing this whole gimmick just because Johnny doesn't want to move his head around in the wheelchair. Doesn't <laughs> want to move his head. So all of a sudden, and this is something you can only do with no crowd. You can't do this with, with a crowd. We're looking at Regal. Then we come back, and Kushida is standing in the ring in the group with them. And no one has noticed. Nobody has noticed. <laughs> we come back to Regal, and Regal sees Kashida in the ring. He goes and says, Kashida, what do you think? And Johnny's like, what are you talking about? He's in the ring. And Austin's theory realizes he's in the ring and flips out. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. So that all leads us to Sunday. We have Johnny Gargano taking on Kashida. This is going to be unbelievable. I am looking forward to this. <sighs> I'm not sure what to do here. I almost want to say Kushida wins the belt. I really want to say Kushida win the belt, but I'm not sure, only because of the way interfering. Yeah. Sal, what do you think? Yeah, um, I, I I see him pretty much getting his ass beat, but retaining the title because of some help. Fair enough. That I say Kushida is going to walk out with the belt, and you're going to have the referee send everyone to the back. Okay. And, and here's the thing: if he does, I mean, Kashido gets gang beat up, and the ref's busy with it. Here's a surprise person that I see helping him: Dexter Loomis. That's not really a surprise because Dexter Loomis was helping helping Kashida this week. So, um, I, I'm still with Kashida, but I, it could go either way. You're right, Sal. It could go either way. I, I, I like this takeover so much because there's no real like everything's unpredictable. This is gonna be this is gonna be so much good takeover. Mm-hmm. Our main event. It is the NXT Championship. It is Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne, which apparently, by the way, is the first time ever they've ever faced off on a one in a ring. 
So this is a very okay. big deal. I did not realize this. And apparently they've never even met internationally. Okay. So what do we do here? I'm not sure what to do here. Because I, 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 in my brain, I think they're trying to set up their carry-on cross versus Finn Balor on WrestleMania week on an, 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 a special NXT episode. But I, I'm just not, I'm not really thrilled with carry-on cross ever since he got back from the injury. So I don't want to see that. I am going to go Balor retaining, but I'm not sure. Sal, what do you think? Yeah, um, I think Balor's going to retain and probably drop it in a couple of months. Uh, I, I think it's still a little too soon with, you know, mania season and everything like that. They're going to want him to be their, you know, champion to, to really put the brand out there. So um, that I'll throw it to you. Your thoughts on this. I'm going to go with Pete Dunn only because uh, the way the storyline is going him to take team champs. I, I, I think you're going to see Pete Dunn get the belt and that, that completes the, the set. Um, and I see Kyrian Cross challenging Pete Dunn and it being a battle in a war and Cross wins. Now Finn has got to go against Cross to get the belt back. Okay. That's an interesting idea. That's interesting. I, I'm in a weird boat because I've been hearing, I'm waiting for Sally to get back because I want to bring this rumor up. But okay. but I find interesting here is that I don't know. I like the fact that this whole takeover, the big, I don't know. Because this might just be the most unpredictable takeover we've done in a long, long time. Right. And and that's why I'm, I'm figuring that you're going to put the belt on Pete Dunn. He's not going to have it on long, but you're going to put it on there just because kind of change up the scenery, so to speak. Yeah, that's true. So there is a rumor going around that they want to do Balor versus Cross at WrestleMania with okay. the NXT Championship on the line. What do you think about that, though? Um, I'd be interested in that. I mean, I think at the very least, the NXT title should be represented at WrestleMania, I mean, I know like they usually do their own show. Exactly, they're going to um, take over this year. So yeah, but yeah, obviously, yeah, this year is going to be an exception because there is no show. But uh, even if they do do their own show, I feel like at the very least, one of the you know top titles, you know, either the women's or the men's, should be represented at WrestleMania just because it's an extension of WWE. WWE you know what I mean? So like, I feel like it should be represented, especially when they, I'm just going to throw it out there. Don't you think NBC Universal would want all shows represented on WrestleMania on Peacock? When NXT yeah, is under under USA, wouldn't you want at least one match from them on the card on Peacock for the first WrestleMania on Peacock? Right. I just thought about that actually as we're talking about that. What do you think? That. What do you think? I think doing it that way is good. It's not only good for WWE, but it's also good for said NBC and Peacock. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I just popped in right now is you do the Karrion Cross and Finn Balor match. Here's the thing. Does Demon Balor come out to play against Karrion Cross? You know what? The possibility of that happening. If there a bit of character to bring back Demon Balor, this would be the one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, 
I mean, if you're going to do it that way, that would really tear the roof off the house. And especially in front of a crowd, especially in front, your first show back there you go. in front of real fans since last March. Oh, and Demon Balor oh. out. <laughs> oh my oh. god! You you bring out Demon Balor, I guarantee you, you you're going to hear this big pop. And in, even and, if they, you know, it, it sounds like the crowds are going to be similar to actually it might be more than we started Super Bowl because there was a point made that they have floor seating. And then I'll do floor sitting at Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So we probably have more people, maybe close to 30,000 at Mania. And maybe higher, because yeah. who knows between now and then with vaccines and everything else, who knows? We probably have higher than that in two months. But like, good for uh, business. Yeah, it's great good for, for business. Fantastic for business. Well, speaking of which, let's get out of here. I'm going to hit this. And Sal, why don't you tell us what we are closing the show with? through the start. There you go. Tell, tell us what we're closing the show with. Uh, just to, just to finish off the whole Super Bowl end thing, uh, I decided let's just play the weekend, and this is Save Your Tears. This is the new single, right? I, I keep hearing it everywhere. So this is the new one, yeah. Cool. I didn't mind this song at all. So there we go. All right, what's we'll get out of here, Sal? Go. Uh, for more information on our show, including where you can listen, uh, go to the show.com our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. And uh, please comment or leave a rating and review, and we will read it on the show. Yep. Um, we are part of the Wisconsin Podcast Association. I'm hearing there's things going on behind the scenes with there. So if, if anything goes on, I'll let you know. For more information, go to wisconsinpodcast.com. Dad, say your thing. Hey, as always, it's been your pleasure. And please, if you have a local independent wrestling organization or business in where you live at, please patronize these people, but do it safely. And you'll be amazed at what these young men and women are able to do because they want to please you and get to the XLM where they want to go into the real, as you can say, sports entertainment, pro wrestling uh, work hooked up with a major organization. You'd be surprised at what these young men and women are able to accomplish. So yeah, patronize these people safely, please. Yeah, the and uh, once safe. again, it's been your pleasure. Yeah, the keyword there is safely. Oh, by the way, Sal, you were pretty we were pretty accurate last week when we were actually making fun of dad's outro. <laughs> we were pretty accurate. Next week, we will look back and see how takeover went. And also, we're already gonna be previewing the WWE Elimination Chamber. Let me hear that next week. Oh okay. goody, we're getting to that point again. Well, we got two pay-per-views before WrestleMania. So you gotta get them done. You gotta get the mania. Um, that all being said, let's get out of here. I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my day. I'm Blake. I'm Sal. I'm Mark. And you've been listening to the Blake and Sal show. Have a good day, everybody. I love you, baby. Everybody wear your mask. Hey, love you guys. Happy all right, now, happy anniversary to Blake and Mandy. Many more. And hey, just to let you know, set the record straight, Blake. She's the brains of the outfit. We know that already. Let's get out of here.
you know, to knock Pete Dunn or anything like that, but I just I feel like <laughs> having Cal. I think he froze. He did freeze. The anniversary sale. Cal. You know, no, me and Zell. We, how long have we been doing this together? Well, our anniversary is <sighs> not for another month and a half. Our anniversary is not for another month and a half. Please <laughs> say goodbye. Thank you so very much. Goodbye. Mwah, and good night. Bye.